0: Joy ninety
2: four point nine. Salt and Pepper is here. Good evening, Mr. Pete Dillon. How are you tonight? Splendidly
0: fabulous, Serena Ryan. This weather is marvellous.
2: 21 degrees at five minutes past seven here in Melbourne. We should be out
0: on the back deck drinking a glass of a nice little spritzy rosling or something.
2: Or a rosé.
0: Oh yes, a rosé. all about the rosé right now. got your rosé on at the minute, haven't you? I do
2: indeed. Mm. It's been an exquisite day here in Melbourne. It
0: has. And tomorrow, 27 degrees. Thank you to Maddie T for reading the news and giving us that information. That was very good
2: news about the weather, wasn't it? Mm. From his little dulcet tones. He's a sweet little thing. And we do um, need to do a quick shout out to Gordon, who He's our man on the desk tonight. Anybody who calls him will, will be able to have a quick chat with him as well. He's a lovely young man.
0: Yes, he is. Quite nice indeed.
2: Oh, so what's we've, we've actually got a little bit to do today? We do.
0: We've got a number of interviews we've got to get to. But we also should, should thank um, the very fabulous uh, Wesley Snelling for his marvellous show.
2: That's a bit good. We like good Deliciously, camp. Wes As is always. all right. We quite like him. Yes. Um, we've got three interviews tonight. <laughs> yeah,
0: look, we're following the first story, which is about a, um, a priest who is about to be defrocked uh, because of his support for and uh, ministering to uh, gay and lesbian folk. He's also a supporter of ordaining women priests. So we're going to have a chat to that priest.
2: His name is Father Greg Reynolds, so we're going to have a chat to him. We've also, over the past sort of six or eight months, been following uh, the Queensland Healthy Communities organization mm. and their defunding and its, demise. And it's mm. demise you know so we're going to talk to mark moraine he's the president of healthy communities up in queensland he's a um, he's a very nice man who's got a bit to say around one of the adverts that's in Q news at the moment that talks mm. about a spike in HIV rates in queensland he's got something to say about that yes. and
0: there's also <laughs> some fairly serious allegations against a local businessman who edits Q news and has been involved in a, a game businessman in Brisbane who it seems to have been skiting about the fact that it was him that brought down um, the what was formerly known as Quack um, Q A H C, the Queensland uh, Association of Healthy Communities, or something.
2: I'm not sure how that sits with me. That one of our own would be out, kind mm. of. Um,
0: Look, it's, it's a really interesting story the that, uh, that we that. saw hit today, and we thought we should follow that up. And then we're going to some news about. Uh, Changes to the Anti-Discrimination Act in Tasmania.
2: Yes, we're going to chat to the president of Organisation organization International Australia, which is uh, a part of uh, a broader worldwide mm. organisation that um, promotes and advocates for the rights of people who are intersex. Mm. And uh, Gina Wilson is going to join us to chat around what the implications of the the recommendations to that change in legislation mean for, for her community. Mm,
0: yes. We'd like to hear from you, of course, 0427 Joy 949. You can send an SMS.
2: Which was the number we just yelled yes. out. Um, you can get us on air at joy.org.au. You can send us a tweet, salt, n, pepper, joy. That's all one word. There's an n in the middle. No and.
0: And you can uh, uh, ring Gordon on the front desk 1300 Joy 949 and have a wee chat to him if you would like to.
2: He's standing idly by, he I is. believe. And I he's a very nice young
0: man. thought he was doing a crossword, but I, might I can
2: be him. I like real. him.
0: This is the gayest station in the nation, Joy 94.9. You're listening to Salt and Pepper with Serena and Pete. It must be Tuesday. old chap here you're listening to joy 94.9 idiot <laughs> yes, you are listening to Joy ninety four point nine. Thank you, Ethel. That track was "Personal Jesus," the cover of the Depeche Mode song from the two thousand and two album from Johnny Cash called "American Four.
2: I do miss the man in black.
0: Mm, I was listening to him on some vinyl just yesterday.
2: Oh, bring back the vinyl. The young mm. ones won't know what that means, no, Pete.
0: No, they won't. Records. Got to draw them, draw them yes. The records. Draw
2: a diagram. Somebody who
0: might know what that means is uh, our Father Greg Reynolds. He's a Melbourne. He's been a Melbourne priest for thirty two years and launched Inclusive Catholics earlier this year. He now ministers to up to forty people at fortnight services alternating between two inner suburban protestant churches the congregation includes gay men former priests abuse victims and many women who feel disenfranchised but it is optimistic rather than bitter melbourne archbishop dennis Hart is set to defrock or to aside father greg reynolds uh, for his pro-gay and pro-women priest stance uh, we believe he's now living in shared accommodation and still ministering either in homes or at non-catholic churches he joins us now on the phone father greg reynolds good evening
3: Good evening to you, Pete Uh, Pete and Serena, is it? That's right.
2: Good evening, sir. How are you tonight?
3: Yeah, very well. Thank you.
2: Look, thank you for joining us. We do appreciate that this is a a delicate time for you. Um, We just want to preempt the story before we bring you into the conversation a bit more. So uh, there's the Catholic Archbishop of Melbourne, Dennis Hart, is moving to defrock you, which sounds terribly rude, but in fact it means to just remove your your ministering... uh, Rights, I guess, because you're say You're you're deemed as a controversial priest who leads all of this inclusive stuff that that includes the ladies and the gays and mm-hmm. and 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 the odd um, blessing of of livestock. I believe so. You know, giving communion to to people's pets in their homes. I mean, it, it sounds to us like you've done some amazing stuff, some amazing ministering. So there's this terrible move ahead to uh, defrock you.
3: Yes, apparently I'm not much uh, one up on church law and the way it all works. But yes, for me to be uh, defrocked or laicised, it actually has to uh, be signed off by the Pope himself.
2: Mm. Really? So you go to the main Uh, man?
3: They take it pretty seriously, yeah.
2: Well, they do.
0: Now, look, we approached uh, the Archdiocese of Melbourne to have um, Archbishop Hart, or a representative um, of the organisation, speak to us. They declined to talk to us live, but this is what they've had to say um, in a statement. Mm -hmm. They've said, Father Greg Reynolds resigned as parish priest of Westernport Parish and as a priest of the Archdiocese of Melbourne in August 2011. The Archbishop accepted the resignation with regret. With his resignation as a priest of the Archdiocese, Father Reynolds ceased to have faculties to act as a Catholic priest. At the request of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, Archbishop Dennis Harder provided the congregation with information about the activities of Father Reynolds since he ceased as the parish priest of Westonport and resigned as a priest of the Archdiocese. We currently await... Uh, advice and direction from the congregation. That's a whole lot of words saying not a great deal. Were you pushed or did you jump?
3: Uh, in the end, I jumped because I i was either jump or uh, to stay in the parish, I had to recant and admit that I was wrong about uh, the idea of women priests. Oh. So I just couldn't tolerate that. So I resigned.
2: Look, that seems like a fairly uh, fair position. Um, I'm just noting here, uh, Father Reynolds, that uh, forced defrocking is actually quite rare. And if if this actually is passed by the Pope himself, you would only be the third priest in Melbourne um, to have experienced this. And, And what irks me about this is that the other two that have been defrocked, are um, deemed to be notorious pedophiles. So y- you would be defrocked for, for loving in the right way whilst the other two were loving in the wrong way. I, I can't quite qualify that. I mean, how do you feel ab- about this?
3: Um, yeah, it's, it's just all very sad because the, uh, the Pope is uh, so strongly committed to the idea of never ha- having women priests that, in fact, the church's teaching is that it's not possible to have women priests, and for anyone to therefore, and we're not and priests are not allowed to even talk about it. So about the possibility. So I know they take it very seriously, but just seems a bit crazy to me.
0: Greg, my concern is um, that the, the ministering you're doing to victims of abuse, to uh, fellow priests, to women who feel disenfranchised with the faith and uh, to gay men, is probably um, some of the most Christian. If we were to use that, that uh, understanding of what it all means, you're, you're probably performing some of the most Christian works that, that a priest can, can actually do. You're, you're reaching out to everybody, which was the mission of the good Lord himself, um, according to the, the book. So do, do you feel particularly aggrieved because what you're doing is right?
3: Yes, I just I guess I just really feel sorry for the the system really and just sorry for so many people who you know the majority of people i'm I'm convinced who share my view. Um, so it's all just a bit uh, well, there was a, a famous cardinal who died just a few weeks ago, cardinal martini and and he his last interview before he died he, he felt that the church was two hundred years out of date. And I think that sort of sums it up
2: pretty well. Look, I think you might be quite right there. My worry, and and this may be a shared worry of your own also, is that you've clearly built relationships with people and what's the church's position on offering that continued support to the people that you ministered to? You know, the ones that don't necessarily fit the typical model of of, of a churchgoer, which is is clearly all of the people we've just described. Mm. I mean, I mean, at a human level, you must be missing these people. And at a practical level, do you know what's, what's happening to them now?
3: Um, Sorry, you mean the people who I was in the parish with?
2: No, the people that you've ministered to, the people that you've built relationships with.
3: Yes, well, we are trying to just continue to build a network and a community and so, you know, provide support for each other.
0: We're speaking with Father Greg Reynolds, and I'm not sure if we're even allowed to call you Father anymore because of your resignation from the Archdiocese and also from uh, the parish of Westernport that you're not technically allowed to be, to, to be preaching. Is, is that correct?
3: That's right. I, I don't have the Archbishop's permission to do it, so I'm doing it uh, illegally, I guess you'd say within the church law.
0: And you formed an organisation called Inclusive Catholics. Now, this is, for, um, this is for people who do feel disenfranchised with the traditional understanding of the Catholic Church, um, and in particular, lesbians and gay men, and as we said before, abuse victims and those sorts of people. Um, yeah. is it, that, that's, that's also not recognised by um, the, the folks at head office, is
3: it? No, my ministry is, uh, well, it's sort of debatable there. Some of them are claiming that what I'm doing is outside the church, but from my point of view, I think it's right at the heart of the spirit of the church.
2: Well, I think it's about but, Christianity and and the demonstration of it. Sounds like, you know, the people that would be a member of inc- of this inclusive church wouldn't just be the disenfranchised. It could just be anyone that that is just living a you know their life and and looking for different answers from the Catholic Church. Can anybody join?
3: Yeah, that's. Definitely, that's the whole whole point. And so, our, uh, our liturgies, our worship, uh, involves very much, you know, using inclusive language with the churches' uh, prayer books don't have, and inclusive uh, sort of images of God. It's all so masculine in the uh, institutional church. You're not even allowed to call God Mother. You know, it's always Father. So we try to use different uh, images and concepts of God to make it uh, more alive and relevant for people.
0: Where else is your support coming from, Greg?
3: Um, you, you mean financially or just generally?
0: Well, 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 both. Obviously you no longer can draw a wage from, from the archdiocese or from the church, so you've got to be able to survive. Um, how are you being supported both financially and, and I guess, spiritually as, as part of a, a, a very small, the, the group Inclusive Catholics, of which there's only about 40? How are you surviving?
3: Uh, well, financially, I'm on Newstart. I'm on the dole. Uh, but uh, it is a bit of a struggle. I had saved up a bit of money, but I'm slowly uh, eating into my nest egg. But the church... Uh, uh, still considering whether or not they may give me some money uh, so that's the financial situation but spiritually and uh, emotionally and whatever um, there's lots of people out there who are very uh, supportive of me personally and so i'm getting uh, always getting sort of emails and phone calls people offering uh, care and support so that's been really lovely uh, to know that they're out there
2: well it's one it's, it's really richly diff- deserved
3: one of the, the difficulties is that A lot of the people who are agreeing with what I'm on about and support me are people who actually work for the church, are employed by the church. And so it's very awkward for them to be seen to identify with us because it could put their jobs and careers at risk. So they have to be a bit careful about that.
2: Look, I think it's a very trying time for anybody that that wants to lend their support to you, and it it sounds like you you certainly need it. Um, Greg, how can people join your church? Where where can they find you?
3: Uh, Yeah, we've got uh, a website. So if they just Google Inclusive Catholics, uh, we come up, uh, I think, on top of the list, but uh, it's www.inclusive-catholics.com.
0: Terrific. We'll pop that out on our Twitter feed as well for for those of you who are interested. And and can they also? Um, and I don't want this to to damage your pride as such, but but can other offers be made of, of financial support or anything like that for you?
3: Oh, that's very good of you to mention that. Actually, just on our website, uh, we have a fellow who's designed it. He's just uh, in the last couple of days put on. A donate button. So we've got PayPal, and we're
2: (laughs) well. You're away (laughs) then, aren't you? Because it sounds like the Catholic Church doesn't offer any superannuation. Would that be right? Or any redundancy? Mm. Or you know, because you're you're technically a lifer when you enter enter the church, and it seems like there's no secession planning there for you to take care of you.
3: No, that's right. If you choose to resign or choose to leave, uh, you're pretty much on your own. That's right.
2: We've been talking to uh, Greg Reynolds who's a, formerly, um, a former Melbourne priest um, who is now ministering out on his own at a, at a wonderful new church that he's creating called Inclusive Catholics Greg, we do wish you the very best of luck and we, we'd love to chat to you again to see how you're going and if there's ways that we can support you then, then, then please be in touch We'll tweet Thanks. the details of your, of your new ministry shortly and uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us tonight
3: Thank you, Serena and Pete. Appreciate the pleasure. Opportunity. Thank you, Greg.
2: Take care, mate. Bye. Nice, nice man.
0: Yeah, a nice man, and and you you have to feel for him. He's he's doing the right thing, and I mean that is, you know, to my understanding, and I think I speak for you as well. Being brought up in in the Christian faith, um, it is. Uh, a very christian thing that he's doing to those people that feel disenfranchised by the church whoever they might be he's providing them an outlet to still to still be able to acknowledge and and enjoy their faith so it's the
2: stunning lack mm-hmm. of christianity f- from the catholic church continues to mm-hmm. absolutely blow me away look we've got to go to some messages so uh, we should probably do that right now
3: let's have a kiki i want to have a kiki Lock the doors. Right. let's have a kiki have a you're
0: having a kiki, with, a kiki with serena kiki and pete kiki kiki. here on Joy 94.9 kiki. i want to have a kiki Dive, turn, work Let's have a key key. Hello, this is Alison Moyer You're listening to Joy 94.9
2: you're listening to Salt and Pepper on Joy 94.9. Look, We'd love to hear from you. In fact, we actually just heard from someone um, who didn't give us their name, sadly, but they sent us a wonderful message saying, I'm not into Catholicism, but wow, Greg seems to be doing what Jesus said the church should do in the first place. What an example of a cool dude. Well, you're a cool dude for sending us that. And there's another one there, Pete. Do you want to read that out?
0: Yes, uh, I am a 45-year-old gay-practicing Catholic man. I was devout until I came to terms with my heterosexuality in my early 20s. In fact, I reneged on my calling to become a Franciscan friar Due to my truth, integrity, and authenticity, I decided to subtly distance myself from my religion to protect my parents, who are still demonstrative of their dogma, yet accepting of me and my partner of 14 years. Yes, I feel disenfranchised from the Catholic Church, but through my faith and understanding, I found comfort and belonging. The Catholic Church is changing amongst the grassroots, not the Vatican, but it will happen in many more years to come. We and generations to come will enjoy the Enlightenment and that's uh, from Seamus from Windsor Seamus thank you for that message
2: that's a text message from Seamus if you'd like to send us a text please do so on 0427 JOY 949 you can give us a bell on 1300 JOY 949 drop us a line at onair at joy.org.au or a tweet salt and pepper joy
0: and there is just a little adjunct to that um, yes. he says shivers <laughs> I mean my homosexuality know, not I'm my I am reading that and I'm thinking dude you, you came
2: to terms with the heterosexuality well done he is in fact of the faith he is a homosexual um, we are Uh, Just about now to talk to Mark Moraine, who is the president of Healthy Communities, formerly Quack in Queensland. Mark is a New Yorker, raised Australian, but uh, he feels that he grew up in a small town. Uh, The former international corporate lawyer... Wears a lot of Hawaiian shorts, shirts, shorts, and a ponytail over designer suits. He sounds like quite the catch, I've got to he say, Pete. But he's passionate about building and strengthening gay and lesbian, bisexual, and transgender communities. He joins us on the phone from Brisbane to address startling allegations against gay businessman uh, Ray Macarthur. Mark Moraine, good evening. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks very much for having me, Serena, and thanks for the really flattering intro.
2: Are you wearing a Hawaiian shirt as we speak?
1: No, I'm not, but I'm wearing surfer shorts. Well, of course you are, that, love. A enough. New
2: Yorker in some board shorts. I'm loving that. I
0: can on the Sunshine Coast. Ah, well, that's even
2: better. It
0: is. Mark, it's it,
2: it's, really good. it's Pete here. How have
0: you reacted to the, the allegations that have really only surfaced in the last couple of days against Ray Macareth, Um, with the suggestion that he's, he's having some sort of uh, skiting session in some quarters um, around his role in the demise of quack?
1: You've actually thrown a couple of questions into into the the one part so let me try and get get them one at a time. Uh, First, I have to tell you that some of these rumors have been floating around for a little while. Um, It's taken some time for people to feel confident enough to bring them forward, and it's certainly taken a while before anyone in the press at any level was willing to speak about this or to write about this. If the allegations are true, they are truly appalling. But the key word there is if they are true. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this is that Ray has written a response defending himself that was just posted online about maybe half an hour ago.
2: Oh, are you able to walk us through just the essence of that?
1: Um, Basically, he says it's not true and denies having had any um, influence on the decision to defund. So what seems to be happening now is that we have a kind of he-said-he-said he said situation, if that makes any sense to you. Indeed.
2: Look, I just want to ask you a, a question about Q News, which Ray is sure. obviously the owner of. Sure. Um, you pointed me to an advertisement this morning when, yeah. when we chatted really briefly, and it's a big full-page ad. It's about page three, and oh. it's, a, um, it's, a sta- it's, a, it's a stack of condoms, um, and it's a statement about... Um, the rise of HIV rates in Queensland. Now it's my understanding and you can speak to this more accurately but I'm thinking that I've read something recently that shows the opposite that the rates are lower in Queensland than they've ever been. Can can you walk us through some of the the factual inconsistencies there?
1: Absolutely. Uh, The the, uh, statistics that you're referring to were released just last week by the Kirby Institute which is the main organisation that tracks things like the numbers of new HIV cases throughout Australia. And what happened last year is that Queensland was the only state to show a decrease in the number of new HIV notifications. So that although there are still people being diagnosed with HIV, that's absolutely true, in Queensland we're actually starting to see some success at maybe hopefully, not turning the corner yet, but seeing the corner at some point in the future.
0: Um, The Health Minister Lawrence Springborg. Uh, who is also sort of, in some senses, not implicated in these uh, allegations, but um, he has met with uh, with Mr. McGrath and he has said that, uh, that that his role in this was only as a journalist and he was only there to ask questions of the minister and he was not informing the minister on any decision to defund Quack. And yet... Quack did uh, at one point run full-page advertisements in Q News. They pulled those and and looked at other options uh, for their advertising, more online than than in print. There seems to be a lot of um, consequences, uh, not consequences, uh, coincidences that um, would be would be very easy to point the finger at Ray Macrae around these allegations.
1: Well right there are a lot of things that are going on and especially in context of what you just pointed out uh, let me give you a little bit of the backstory which is that a decision was taken that we are going to as well as running print ads exclusively we're going to look at doing more online work as well and the implication of that was that there would be a cutback to some extent, in the amount of print work that was, that was going on. I think that's sort of what you were talking about there. Yep. Um, but it gets back, if you will, to, to the, the, the the real conflict, if you will, between the story that was in the stir, which has Ray Macris speaking to other people and other people who choose not to, you know, who, who do not want their names on the record, saying that they heard that he was bragging about that being instrumental in the defunding decision. And the article that he's written in Q News in which he claims that he never had any meetings with Minister Springboard. So it's hard to know at this stage of the game what the underlying truth is.
2: Well it, it does seem that, that there are a number of inconsistencies there and uh, I, I guess the big the big issue for us is 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 how healthy community stays afloat and continues to promote those messages around you know, you're turning the corner in, in, uh, in reducing the rate of HIV transmission in Queensland. and I guess that's really the message we'd like to drive home tonight.
1: Thank, well, thank you so much for that, because that is really the key message, I believe. Um, to answer your question, because of defunding, we have had to profoundly cut back. We've had to let go 22 of our staff. We have only two full-time health promotion officers still working. One of them is in Brisbane, and one of them is up in Cairns. So obviously our capacity to deliver the kinds of really interesting and innovative programs that gay men have been engaging with, and which are possibly one of the reasons why we have started to see slow decreases in Queensland, we're not able to run those things anymore. And the other thing that I I, I think is really important to, to keep this in mind is that One of the things that's happened is that HIV work in Queensland has become totally politicized. It's no longer happening in a context of health promotion. It's no longer happening in a context of world best practice. Everything is filtered through this political filter, so to speak. So when good news came out last week, if this had happened down in Victoria, if there had been a story from the Kirby Institute about how rates of HIV in Victoria have started to show some decrease. I'm willing to go out on a limb here and say that the minister of health would have been jumping up and down, bragging about this. That everyone working in the sector would have been absolutely ecstatic.
0: Yeah, look, Mark, we are, we, we are inclined to agree that if that did happen here, it uh, there would have been a different result. Look, we're going to keep following this story, and and we'd love to chat to you again. It.
2: Fantastic. Well, you thank. have our support. You know, we're thank we're so very much. happy we to really share.
1: Really appreciate that.
0: And thank you for your time.
1: Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your help. It's
0: a pleasure. That's Mark Moraine. He's the president of Healthy Q- Healthy Communities, formerly Quack in Queensland.
2: You're listening to Serena and Pete on Salt and Pepper on Joy 94.9, the gayest station in the nation.
3: Hello, this is Neil Mitchell. Yes, that Neil Mitchell from 3AW. And you're listening to Joy 94.9, which is a good idea. I do too, sometimes.
0: This next segment is called In the News here on Salt and Pepper on Joy 94.9, where we speak to somebody who's who's in fact in the news. And this week, uh, Gina Wilson, who is the president of the Organisation Internationale... I'll, I'll start that again. You've
2: done that so badly. Why yeah, don't you just play it straight, if you uh, can? The
0: <laughs> president of the Organisation International Australia, part of the worldwide organisation, the International um, des um OII, and that's what we're calling it from here on. Um, it's the world's largest intersex organisation with members representing almost all known intersex variations and has affiliates in 20 countries on six okay. continents speaking 10 languages, including Mandarin, Chinese and Arabic. and Arabic. The president of the Australian chapter of that organisation, Genie Wilson, joins us on the phone. Genie, good evening.
3: Good evening. How are you?
0: Good, thank you. Well,
2: we're very well, thanks. Look, we, we you know, we, we wanted to have a bit of a chat with yourself because we're, we're watching the uh, debate in Tasmania at, at the moment where um, the uh, intersex and other sex and gender diverse people are celebrating the release of the Tas government's proposed amendments to the Anti-Discrimination Act, which is going to provide stronger protection for the transgender community and for the first time anywhere in Australia is providing specific protections for intersex people. So what we know, Gina, is that this is um, this is a first, and, and we feel very happy about it. We love everything that Tasmania is doing at the moment because they are they are the most inclusive state in Australia currently. So, walk us through what these changes mean for your community.
3: What it means is um, like um, other people who are disadvantaged um, by um, their physical anatomy, other people who are disadvantaged um, because they don't fit into. Um, uh, expectations of normalcy by society, uh, we will have those same kinds of protection.
0: Gina, why, oh, oh. Gina, why don't we we see these protections in federal legisla- legislation? Are they going to exist? Do you know if there's any moves to, to see a federal anti-discrimination bill that covers all uh, sexual diverse communities?
3: Um, yes. Uh, I'm aware that the uh, federal government is currently contemplating an Anti-Discrimination Consolidation Act. So, currently, federal anti-discrimination is covered by a number of acts, the Sex Discrimination Act, um, the Race Discrimination Act, uh, the Disability Discrimination Act, and I think, actually, there's two Sex Discrimination Acts, but none of those uh, covers uh, people uh, of LGBTI uh, background. So, that's lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans or intersex people. Um, currently there is some protection for trans people um, in the state, but it's spotty, inconsistent, and dependent on exactly what the definition of, uh, of trans might be, and there's no protection whatsoever for intersex people. So, for instance, if I am refused uh, entry to a club, that might be a men's-only club or a women's-only club, on the basis that I am intersex rather than uh, anything else, Um, People can do that without any penalty. I can be discriminated in all sorts
2: of ways. Okay, Uh, well, well just building on that, it it, it seems like previously the very broad and inclusive term transgender has been used to just sum everybody up, which is is inappropriate because it doesn't accurately reflect your community. So it sounds like they're creating a new ground for discrimination and that's which is gender identity and... um,
3: well no. well, no, and that that has been the problem. Right. Uh, intersex is not a matter of identity. Intersex is a matter of um, uh, physical reality, physical anatomy, that so we're okay. born differently. We're physically born differently. Mm-hmm. So uh, we may identify as all sorts of things. We may identify as a um, man or woman. We may identify as um, um, genderqueer, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the same diversity of gender identities, in roughly the same proportions as the rest of the population.
0: Mm. But what
3: we do have always in common is we have a physical anatomy that does not fit comfortably with uh, standard perceptions of what a male anatomy or what a female anatomy should be.
0: Right, and look there's...
3: As a a consequence of that, when they try and include us um, in uh, gender identity, then how is an intersex person um, protected if their identity is a woman and if they're being discriminated against because they have physical features that aren't appropriate for a woman to have.
0: Gina, that's um, it's it's a very it's a very good explanation for for us and those listening who who too at, at times and I put my hand on my heart and say I'm. I think we're both this, a little bit unclear
2: here. Struggle yeah. a
0: little bit with with some of the definitions. Um, what you have stated and what you're very pleased about is this is the first time it's happened in the world. Um, the Tasmanian government is the first or the first political organisation to uh, to in fact include intersex, um and definitions therein around their anti discrimination act. Not the first time that um, we've seen a, a, a world first with the intersex community in in the electorate that Serena and I live in, we have an intersex mayor. Um, So what's the result for the community? Obviously there's there's applause all around.
3: Well, we're hoping this sets the tone. Uh, Currently, the very first intersex inclusion anywhere in the world was um, in South Africa. Um, We regard that inclusion as more honoured in the breach than the observant. Um, And strengthen the certainty that it in fact was included in anti-discrimination law there they included intersex, the actual word intersex, in one of their um, uh, definitions uh, of pieces of legislation that um, are used in definitions when these things come to court so it was really obscure Uh, it wasn't actually written right out there in black and white in the act itself now, the Tasmanian Act leaves you in no doubt. The Tasmanian Act uses the word intersex. It describes what an intersex person is. So it's unequivocal. And so this is right out there. This is completely unequivocal. This is intersex protection um, yeah, without reserve.
2: Well, I mean, I think, Gina, tonight you've actually fleshed out some of Pete and my understanding of, of, of the implications of this. And, and we'd like to come back to you again in the future as we track these changes to the amendment or these amendments to the bill. Just before we, we sign off, where can um, our intersex listeners or anybody else interested in your organisation find your organisation online?
3: So we're online at uh, www.oiiaustralia.com, O-I-I Australia, all one word, all lowercase. And for all of our supporters, get onto your local member and make sure that they have intersex in the Anti-Discrimination Consolidation Act where we're almost certain that LGBT will be included.
0: We, 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 certainly, we shall we, push We will that. certainly
2: tweet that tonight and pop that on our Facebook page. I'm sorry, Gina, but we're actually out of time. Thank you so much for your time tonight. We will come back to you again to talk about this issue some more.
3: You're welcome and have a lovely
2: day. Take care now. Thanks, Thank thanks. you so much. Wow, there's so much about that, Pete, that I don't actually <laughs> understand. And you like know. I
0: said, hand on my heart, I, I, I struggle to get my, my head entirely around it and I think there's a bit more research for, for us to do before we perhaps talk to Gina again on, on Well, yeah, she kind of
2: raised mm. ra- mm. some really interesting stuff. Talk to me about a church in uh, North Carolina or do we need to go to some messages first? If you're listening to Serena and Pete on Salt and Pepper on Joy 94.9.
3: This is Corey Monteith from Glee, and you're listening to Australia's gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Oh. oh that's a,
0: <laughs> Has you and I both going, this him, is guy? Salt and Pepper here. It's five minutes to eight on Joy, Joy 94.9. Coming up very shortly will be the team from the Spirit Lounge. Uh, who'll be joining you to probably continue another spiritual journey and, and perhaps talk a little more about faith like we have this evening
2: well you've got a faith based story here yeah. which we're going to hold over, but give us a little little whiff of it so we can pick it up next Look, week There's
0: a, a young fellow twenty two year old Michael Lowry from North Carolina who alleged that he was held hostage for four months by official dis- officials as at his former church after he told them he was gay um, he's alleging that um you know he was he was they hit his head. Uh, they held his hands and feet, um, and and caused him all manner of abuse. So we're hoping that we might next week speak to this young man, to Michael Lowry from uh, North Carolina in the United States, because if nothing else, this is one of the swing states in the election.
2: Well, what's very interesting about this as well is that it, it might be easy for this story to be dismissed, but another man of that church has come forward mm. as a witness and as um, someone who experienced a similar similar process mm. under this church. So damning times for the church ahead. Is this uh, you know a lot of this show? Tests to tonight. Also a bit damning, mm. uh, Mitt Romney. You know, yeah. years ago he loved the gays, but now he doesn't like them. And this week, we know the presidential debates are going on and um, it's uh, it's... Look, it's an interesting process to watch as an Australian, but he's now stating that he believes it should be up to states to decide whether or not a spouse or a child of a gay and lesbian man or woman should have the right to visit their loved ones in hospital. He believes that being able to visit a dying spouse in the hospital is a privilege, not a right, if you're a homosexual. Oh, crikey. So, yeah.
0: That probably points us to a show in two weeks' time because... uh, our next show will be uh, the night before the announcement of before the election, uh, where we will know who is the leader of the free world and who's who's going to be in charge. We've got some interesting feelers out there for people to join us and talk us through, particularly what will happen from a, a GLBT perspective in the United States and. Uh, Barack Obama went to the, the Democratic National Convention with Equal Marriage as part of his platform. He was endorsed and so therefore Equal Marriages is probably looking at becoming a, a nationwide thing in the United States post-election. So a lot of things to unpack on that program. Well, I Western. think
2: conversely, you know, you've got the Mitt Romney camp who mm. are out there to demolish as many of the gay and lesbian rights that, mm. that are in play currently and, and things like not being able to visit someone that we love mm. because my homosexuality means I have to fight for that as a privilege, it's not automatically a right. I find that beyond disturbing. Yes, it I is. I find it absolutely beyond disturbing. So we will be
0: seeking some... Uh
2: some, Some expert
0: advice from, um, from oh. all manner of folk. Uh, oh, I
2: think we'll have a bit more to say about that, to be I honest. I think
0: we will. Look, it's, uh, it's been a joy to join you here this evening on Joy. We'd still like to hear from you, 0427 Joy 949. If you wanted to send a message to us of anything you'd like us to, to bring to your attention or on Salt and Pepper.
2: Even send us an email, au or salt saltnpepperjoy on the Twitter. Or you mm. can even like our Facebook page. You so can you just indeed. type in Salt and Pepper Radio mm. and up will pop.
0: You'll find us. What you can also do, if you're interested in what we've been doing for the last 18 months at 11 o'clock at night, uh, you can go to... the, the Salt and Pepper program on the Joy Grid on the program's page. And you can download uh, podcasts of the last 18 months. We've had some cracking interviews with all manner of people from the political sphere and religious sphere and, and elsewhere. So we'd, uh, we'd love you to hear what we've been doing and um, and to engage with us further as uh, we move on.
2: I think it's probably time to say sayonara so the Spirit Lounge can come in and get ready. Yes. What do you reckon? Well,
0: we, ha- we have a bit of music that we have always signed off with, so um, we'll pop that in. And until next week, we'll... Um, We'll be enjoying ourselves. We hope you'll be enjoying yours.
2: Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Good night.
1: Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right why we for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. To find out more about
3: Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.